when was the when was the last time you went on holiday? Depends how you define it. Abroad or well, just a week away somewhere. Uh, I went to Snowden. Oh yeah, the other year when me and my housemates and the, our friends, a couple of other friends, went to Snowden. Uh, we walked up the mountain. Mm-hmm. It pissed it down the entire time. Delightful because it's uh, still Wales. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's actually yeah north north of Wales, so the weather was arguably worse. Mm. Uh, I've been up Snowden before. And the views were magnificent. They were great. They were beautiful. And I was like, right. I got. I know two Welsh people here who haven't been up there. How can you not have been up there? You're Welsh. This is what else do you do? It's nothing but mountains and shit. Shit to look at. Uh, so we did that. And they were like, oh well, they say it's gonna be good. Yeah, I wish I'd always done it. Went up there. Couldn't see anything. Cloudy. Three sixty degrees. Absolutely saw nothing. Got pissed on sideways. Yeah, I felt kind of bad for him, but. I was alright. But yeah, so not quite the same as the south of France. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've I've climbed climbed a couple mountains in my time. The majority of the time it seems like it gets foggy up there. I don't know whether it's just because I've gone at the wrong time of year and maybe I need to research which, t- which time of year I need to go. It would help. It, it would it, help. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I, f- I feel like a lot of the time, especially when I'm going on my own as opposed to like with a family holiday, it'll be foggy and stuff like that. That's probably due to lack of preparation, though. Probably. Because uh, I've done the same thing with, with Penny Fan, which yeah. is not a very high mountain. Same for Snowden, to be fair. It's not that high. And so the the actual change in weather, mm. is, there isn't much. It's not like it's all sunny and great, and then you get to the top and it's it's winter. It's If you go on a good day, you go on a good day. Mm. And you can work that out when you look outside instead yeah. of going, oh, it'll be fine. There's going to be more people on a good day, though. So yeah, for a, the, reason, the, the, yeah, for a reason. For a reason. That's the trade-off. Yeah, if you just go in the middle of the night, there's no one there. It's great. <laughs> you might die because you fall off the mountain. Yeah, or yeah. it's just there's no point going. It's just cold and shit. So when 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 was when did you go to Snowden? When was that? Twenty twenty one. Okay, so that's June June July twenty twenty one. Year and a half. Yeah, year and a half. I mean, there was they also the same group also did uh, a road trip around England where they mm. went up to uh, Scaffold Pike, which is the highest mountain in England. Uh, I only joined them for the start of that, so as far as Birmingham, because I got work, and it was good work. So I went, sorry guys, can't go, mm. and I bailed on it. So that I'm not counting that as a holiday, although that would have been, had I not decided to be a greedy bastard and want more money <laughs> instead of going to spend time with friends and going on holiday. I mean, fair. Like if you're, I don't know if if this was the case at the time, but I know that you were. Sort of trying to make your way in the camera department of of the film of of the film industry, and sort of you were taking every opportunity you got. Oh yeah, no, but this was this was just after that, as in like I was already on the job that I'm on now. Mm. But this was a higher job with much more money, same responsibilities, but like bigger stakes. So I was mm. like, oh, this is a big leap. Let me give it that. I'm avoiding saying what it's on. Uh, it's Doctor Who. Ah. Ooh. Oh. Uh, uh, but yeah, I just did that for that reason. But that's yeah, I don't count that as as part of a, as a holiday because mm. it was like a it was a would be would be holiday. Yeah. Uh, and abroad, I think the last time I went abroad was with you. Yeah, to the south of France. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the last time I went abroad. Well, uh, I guess I guess Scotland as well. Scotland's not abroad. It is. It's not. It's not. Well, I didn't I have guess... to show a passport. I didn't have to like <laughs> what, change what, my currency. <laughs> like, what is the definition of abroad? Spoke the language, sort of. What is the definition? Does abroad mean overseas? I don't know what the literal definition is. Uh, 
It doesn't necessarily mean overseas, because I'm sure if you're French and you go to Germany, that's This is what I'm thinking abroad, yeah. as well. Like, if you're traveling around Europe, you kind of think you're going on holiday and, like, you don't necessarily travel overseas. But obviously in the UK, yeah. we kind of think of the UK as, well, uh, as a whole a, a lot of the time, um, even though Eng- everything is very vastly separate. Um, but then when we think of going abroad, we think of we think of going past the UK. I think a good rule of thumb is if it's a different if, you, if it's a different country. Mm. So you could go from like, well, this is going to be. So if, if I'll just keep it neutral, if I go from England to Ireland, Republic of Ireland, mm. uh, there is like a area of common travel. There, and there's a lot of shared history and cultural things. However. It's overseas, first of all, and second of all, I have a passport and it's a different currency. I think those are all signs that it's a very different country. Mm. Uh, however, going to Wales and Scotland, I'm sure to... Well, I've got... Well, you are in Wales. I have, No, I'm saying when I came to Wales and when I go back to England, right, yeah, I don't sure. think I'm changing countries, even though contentious issue. Because like, I think uh, my Welsh housemate would consider that going abroad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, th- but, I, th- I think for me... Um, Scotland, because England and Wales, I like. I've I've spent a long time of my life sort of being between there. I kind of think of those two as not really going abroad. That's kind of why I consider them sort of part of the same, even um, uh, not you know going on holiday. And then Scotland is a little bit more so because I spend less uh, less time out there. But still, Scotland is a lot easier to get to but every t- every time I go it's still a holiday yeah yeah that's what I mean so you can, start, I can, have, a, you can have a holiday in Wales you can have a holiday in England and a holiday mm. in Scotland but I don't consider that they're not going abroad yeah yeah. and there's not really like a you either are abroad or you're not abroad there's no like oh it's sort of abroad it's like well no it isn't mm. it isn't in any way because Newcastle or Carlisle is not going abroad and it's only a few more miles and you haven't crossed any real borders of anything mm. so yeah. it's not abroad Sorry, Scotland. Not yet, anyway. <laughs> it one day probably will be abroad. No, I can imagine so. So, do you know why I brought you here today? Yes. Cool. Uh, the two films which we're going to talk about today. Only two. Only two. Um, is Creed 3, or as they should have named it, Threed. I suppose there's no natural way of putting three as the E's and then saying it out loud as the... Cathreed or... Cathreed. Yep. Because it would be two. Um, and Close. What's Close? Uh, do you want me to give you the, the, the synopsis for the films first? Uh, let's do it per round. So we're talking about the Creed first, right? Yes, we'll do Creed first. Cre- Creed first three. Creed mm-hmm. three first. Does Creed count as... Because I know that Creed and Rocky are very much connected... Yeah, I mean Creed's. I mean, I haven't seen Creed two, mm. but Rocky features very heavily in Creed one. Yeah, I think he does. He, he coaches Creed. Mm. So is it sort of because it's the same? I guess you say cinematic universe. Oh yeah. Would you say they're sequels or just or they sort spin-off of series? Spin-off series. Yeah. Spin-off series. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's a. It's because it, it, if it would be a sequel, it would be about Rocky. But when does the spin-off become the main series? Because I don't know if there's going to be another. It, Rocky. it doesn't. Right. It doesn't become the main series. Like a series, a series can exist. A spin-off and a series can exist, but it's one isn't main or one's not main. Mm. It's just a different. It's just a different universe. This like, is true. It's like saying in the MCU, you know, what's a, what's the main film in the MCU? Is mm. it the Avengers films and the rest of spin-offs, or yeah, they're just true. different things that converge. And I, shared? I, I, I think there's sometimes I think of um, sort of like Star Wars, where you have the main Star Wars, like. The line, the Skywalker yeah. saga, which is the one, the the the, the numbered films basically, 
and then you have um, sort of the other ones, which are debatably better than than the actual rest of the films. Yeah, with Rogue One and Solo, a Star Wars story. Well, that's it. They call friend. them a Star Wars story, don't they? Even mm. Rogue One, I think, is not in the title, but it is mm. a Star Wars story. And then you've got all the TV, different TV shows they've got out now as well on Disney. Mm. So I don't know. I don't think you have to say like main or side yeah. because. You know, it sort of puts down the other ones, doesn't it? It does, but like, I I don't know whether it's um, Creed was um, good. I don't know whether there's a marketing technique where they sort of say, "Ah, oh, these are the ones that you have to watch." Like, I think I think they do do that a little bit when it comes to um, Marvel, where they say, "Are oh, these ones are going to be very important for the sort of universe going on?" Um, like Ant Man, Quantumania, they're sort of saying like, "Oh, it's the start of Stage Five or whatever it is." Phase Five. Sorry, sorry, fa- fa- Phase Five. God, Peter. Uh, <laughs> um, where it's featuring sort of like what they're talking about, what they're going to be talking about the next phase and so on. Yeah, I think I don't think that's the case in Creed. I think it's more that they're not promoting the future universe coming up. They're more harking back to the past. Yeah, and people go like, oh, I like the Rocky films. Oh, this has got Rocky Stallone in it. This is like a box. This is like Rocky. This is the modern Rocky. Mm. Uh, it's for people who were, you know, in the eighties and nineties as Rockies were coming out, mm. uh, and, and people who watched them back. They're not like going, oh, what's going to happen next in the Rocky cinematic universe? Like they're <laughs> going to bring back. Uh, I mean, didn't actually no, they did bring back Drago's son, didn't they, from Rocky Four? Wasn't that the thing? Was that Creed Two? Uh, I haven't seen any of the Creed films. No. Or was that Creed? Oh, God, I can't remember that. But basically, it's all. We need to rewatch all the Rocky and Creed films. Oh no, I've seen all the Rocky. The Rocky films I remember very well. Yeah. Creed one, the only Creed film I have seen, I don't remember that well, because I know that Creed is the son of Apollo Creed, right? Mm-hmm. Who was in Rocky one and two and three mm-hmm. and four, uh, but not five. And. But I think that he fights the son of another Rocky baddie, and I right. think so, which is Rocky four, which is Ivan Drago. Yeah. But I can't remember which film that's in. Whether it's a film, or because I can't remember the, the bad guy in Creed One, <laughs> because they all just like it's just a man. You, the, the main focus is it's the sto- the story is what's Creed. going on before the the lead character and their sort of emotional journey, as opposed to yeah. necessarily it's a the uh, it's it's not a protagonist antagonist sort of like there is a little bit there is there is parts of that, but it's more about yeah. Well, they don't what, what, yeah. What they is they don't characterize the antagonist mm. in a way that. Put some equal footing where you sort of it's it's very clear as to who's the good guy and who's the bad guy. It's not like there's a grey mm. moral to it. It's more like it's a boxing film. It is one person versus another. You are meant to take sides. It's sure. not a it's not an ethical discussion you have to have with yourself. It's like we like Creed. Creed's the good one. <laughs> yeah, I was step, but uh, I'll, I'll give you the the synopsis for it. Adonis boxing. Yes, Adonis uh, Adonis Creed yep. um, has been thriving in both his career and family life. But when a childhood friend and former boxing prodigy resurfaces, the face-off is more than just a fight. Yeah, so I saw the trailer for this uh, when we went to go see Ant-Man. And mm. I'd seen it before, but I think I'd probably watch it this time. And I did think, like, it's a bit odd how they were childhood friends and now they're both, you know, apparently very equal in footing for the boxing champion of the world. I don't see it as completely completely out there because I think there are there are people who've grown up together and end up in the same industry and are sort of big names in said industry. Sure, but in the- I, I think with um, uh, with this one they might have. I I've, I haven't seen the film yet because it's yet to come out. Um, but uh, they may have sort of started boxing together and then he sort of might have been training, sort of like continued his boxing life in prison because that's what where um, the childhood friend. Um, comes uh, is resurfacing from. Yeah, but I think I don't know. I think there's a bit of a difference between somebody boxes in prison and then somebody boxes 
in a gym professionally trained by professional coaches and mm. is the son of a famous boxer and friend of Rocky who's had all this extra training yeah. I mean obviously it's not fair <laughs> I'm not saying it's fair the other guy might be a better natural boxer mm. but it just seems a bit weird he's like come out every time he's come out of prison and all this stuff he's not a young man by the looks of things like he looks slightly older than Creed was mm. and he's just apparently going to be a very I mean I don't want to spoil the film but I'm assuming Creed will win the ultimate fight or like there'll be some he won't. He won't get the shit beaten out of him, and that's the end of the film. Like there'll be some you know, thing for him. Well, I, I I reckon talking about what we were talking about earlier, um, where we were what was that? <laughs> where we were saying that um, Creed. That well, you're saying with the Creed films, I haven't seen any of them. Where it's 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 fo- very focused on the protagonist. Mm. This one seems to have a lot of focus on the antagonist. I reckon there'll be a lot of flashbacks in this one there, yeah there, could, there will be a lot of flashbacks there's obviously going to be a huge focus on the protagonist too but like, I think they're going to build this the the antagonist which means I don't necessarily know who will win the final fight because it might be a redemptive arc for the antagonist I don't know what their arc is at all no um, but it seems intriguing um, and uh, it's got the guy who is uh, Jonathan Majors Jonathan Majors yeah who is um Sort of everywhere now, partly because he's sort of like the seems to be the new antagonist of the MCU. Yeah, but um, yeah, um, yeah, I'll give it a watch. I think, but I will have to watch Creed two first, so that mm. I may not see Creed three in cinemas. Mm. Uh, but I hope it will. But yes, anyway, Peter, why why are we talking about this film? Well, I, my I was tempted to ask you about. Um, there are two famous Creed things. I don't know if you obviously got Creed. Assassin's Creed. And the other one is Assassin's Creed. Oh, okay. I thought you were um, talking about the Nicene Creed. I could have been. Every good Catholic should I was, know. I was going to talk about Creedence Clearwater's Clear, Clear, Clear Revival. You were going to, but then you tried to say yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what is it? Cle- Creedence Clearwater Revival. That's the one. I was going to talk about that, but then, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's also the actor Stephen Cree. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There's also Creed from The Office. So how long is this round? How many creeds are we talking about? You no. know how there's two creeds, <laughs> apart from all the other ones. No, 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 this is this is just like a random tangent. But what I'm actually going to ask you is, um, when it comes to boxing films, you tend to ha- they tend to stack up like quite sort of famous icons against one another. Are you going to ask me who's going to win in a fight, X versus Y? Yes, <laughs> but there's no wrong answer. No, no, this is this is this is this is like. Um, yeah, this I'm just interested to see who you think would win in a fight. Yeah, I've got a top sixteen of sixteen random people, and you've got to figure out sixteen. Yeah, I suppose it's like it's, it's eight. actually eight battles. Yeah, okay, well, fine. It, yeah, it's 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 less. It's fewer battles than you think. Um, no, I've just told you how many battles. No, it's more than that. Between eight and sixteen. <laughs> um, but um, right, are you ready for these? Go on. First fight. Yep. Scarlett Johansson mm. versus Plato. Scarlett Johansson, she's still alive. Well, okay. Imagine if they're. Sorry, I should have said. They're fit and healthy. Both oh, of them are fit oh, and healthy. Oh, shit, man. Yeah. Um, I don't know what Plato's physicality was like, I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. This, isn't a, this isn't a battle of wits, is it? Uh, well. It's they're in a ring. They're in the ring. Ding, yeah. ding, you're going. Yeah. Um, Scarlett Johansson's done a lot of action films now. So mm-hmm. she's got some training. I'm sure she can scissor someone's head off as she does almost in Iron Man 2 to Happy mm-hmm. um, but I think I'm going to say Plato because I think Greek 
every 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 icon I've seen from ancient Greece is all ripped, right? <laughs> so that's how I'm imagining is Plato's going to be. Yeah. Even though I see see him as sort of like a sort of old man and his little thing. Nah. Yeah. Nah. Plato in his prime. Yeah. Absolutely. You kind of assume people from the um, from the olden days have to deal with more fighting in general. Do you think they're they're more sort of going to be that's a in point. wars? That's the point. Yeah. Did Greeks? Did Plato? But the thing is, was Plato from a? I did a history degree. I should know more about Plato. I don't know <laughs> shit. This is this is sort of the theme of like we both like films. We don't know anything about films. Yeah. I, I, like, I did a history degree. I don't know anything about history. <laughs> Just well, ch- I did. I know. I did marine geography. I don't know anything about water. What is it? <laughs> Do you know about the way of water? Oh, yes, it's a great film. Mm. Moving on. Uh, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna say Plato because he probably. I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna go some assumptions, mm. and someone could look on Wikipedia and tell me that I'm a complete fucking idiot. But I'm gonna assume that he fought in some wars being conscripted into the Greek army. He's got some training. I will say, I'm not going to put it into... They're not necessarily boxing against each other. It's just them two in a I know, fight. I know, so I it's know. it's like just... Even better. Yeah. I think if there were no rules, Plato would win 100%. He's probably a bit... He's probably bigger than Scarlet Jackson as well. We've got mm. a weight advantage. Okay. Uh, so I think, yeah, him. Right. The next the next one. Mm. Um, Neil Armstrong. Yep. Versus Lewis Hamilton. Uh, I'm going to go with Lewis Hamilton. Because although I think he's probably a shorter man, uh, he would be in his prime much fitter. I know Neil Armstrong would have had to go through a lot of rigorous training, uh, but I think in terms of fitness, I think a lot uh, times have changed and culture has come along a lot more. Where I think Lewis Hamilton would be would it peak, mm. would be a peak fitness. And to be honest with you, I wouldn't be surprised if Lewis Hamilton has done some boxing in his time. Mm. I know that we're not just taking about boxing, but I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't do some sort of thing. Where I don't think Neil Armstrong would. Because I, I have this picture of Neil Armstrong being like a yeehaw American hero <laughs> of like drinks bud and like drives a pickup truck. I know he's not. I know mm. he's not right. But that's what I'm in this imaginary scenario. That's what I'm picturing. But with Neil Armstrong in his prime, he would be he's like trained to be on the, you know, on the the shuttle. Yeah. Um, he'd have to he'd have to go through a lot of training and oh, be in yeah. a very, very physically fit. I suppose Lewis Hamilton all he really does is sit down and go left and right. Right. Piece of piss. <laughs> Anyone can do that. My, uh, yeah, not getting mad, promise. Um, <laughs> um, but obviously, when it comes to Formula One drivers, they have to be incredibly physically fit too. They both have to withstand a lot of G. Like, it's interesting that they have to, that specifically with both of those two people's trainings, it's to do with doing with, uh, dealing with um, G Force. G Force, yeah. Yeah, but again, even Neil Armstrong, actually, most a lot of his job was sitting around. Mm. Like, as soon as he got to the moon, did he have to do anything about it? He just jumped around. He just jumped around, and it's a lot easier up there. So yeah. his bones are probably weak from that lack <laughs> of the moon gravity. So Lewis Hamilton. Lewis Hamilton. Lewis okay. Hamilton. He has, he's got human. Gra- he's got Earth gravity. Mm-hmm. So he's six times stronger. <laughs> is that actually? Unless it's a fight on the moon. What, what is 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 the moon six times? I actually don't know what. I the... think the gravity on the moon is six times weaker than on Earth. Mm. So you're, see, I guess six times heavy, uh, lighter. Do you reckon um, Neil Armstrong would win in a fight if it was on the moon? Yeah, he's, he's got—he's got, definitely got the experience. He's on home turf. Yeah, grand advantage. <laughs> yeah. Um, next one: uh, Madonna versus Brian Cox. Brian Cox has never hurt anyone in his life. <laughs> Madonna is a savage. <laughs> Madonna would have Brian Cox for breakfast. Unless you're talking about the actor Brian Cox. I'm not talking about the actor Brian Cox. Okay. I'm talking about... Professor Simon. Brian Cox. Yes. Uh, no, he's a... No offence to him. He's a very smart guy and obviously very nice, very entertaining. 
I don't think he could win in a fight against many people. But what if he uses his intelligence? Right. Because this is not he's like not this fucking is... Professor X, right? He's <laughs> he not going to be. No, he isn't. <laughs> I've not confirmed or denied that. No, Madonna would absolutely beat the living shit out of <laughs> Brian Cox, and it isn't even close. Why do you think that? What do you mean? I've just explained to you <laughs> exactly why. Yeah, but like, why do you think Madonna is? Because she is a person, and Brian Cox, as I said, would not win a fight against many people. Okay, m- most. People. So it's 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 more focused on Brian Cox being. Uh, I think Madonna's a bit like it's quite rough and ready as well. I sure. think she'd be up for a scrap, mm-hmm. or like she she wouldn't shy away from one. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah, Madonna. Okay, Madonna. Uh, right. Next one, Jane Goodall. Just on her own, right? She hasn't got an army of chimps. <laughs> well, again, this is just a fight. This is not like it's not defined. You could use whatever they right, have. Sure. Um, versus David Beckham. Right, David Beckham is a footballer. Yeah. Now, footballers are known for getting in a few scraps and stuff. They're also known for taking injuries a bit too far. Mm-hmm. David uh, Beckham's also very well known for getting scraps. That I think, like everyone, there was a period of time um, when after a World Cup, where he we're he, now talking about football, where we don't know uh, anything about. Well, no, no, he he got a red card uh, in uh, and in one like a very big football match in like a World Cup football match. And a lot of the UK hates him for a while because he was just a, quite an angry sort of. Mm. It was at that angry age. Um, so is it, are we talking about angry David Beckham? Well, again, this is this is talking about prime In of the prime. these people. Um, I, th- I think Jane Goodall, mm-hmm. because if we, first of all she's got her army of chimpanzees. If she's not allowed to use them. She has been spent a lot of time in the jungle with them. Sure, learn their techniques and their ways. Uh, also, probably had to like. There's probably more than one occasion where she's had to sort of not defend herself, but like there's got to be a time where things like you know, it's, yeah. are, at the end of the day, they're animals. Yeah, anything can happen at any time. You might have pissed one off accidentally, mm. and chimps are fucking strong. Yeah, and she hasn't had a neck broken by a chimp in a fit of rage. So I think that she, I think she, I think she'd do well. I think yeah. her. She also, yeah, as you're saying, she has to be very vigilant. Yeah. Um, yeah. As well as... You're not going to be able to sneak up on her. <laughs> Next one. Uh, Charlize Theron. Oh, her. I don't but, know who the second one is, but her. I saw a Tommy Blonde. Versus uh, Freddie Mercury. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, Freddie. <laughs> yeah, yeah this is a, it's, a, it's an odd mix of people you're throwing together here. <laughs> Did you just think of names? Uh, I actually I used Chat GPT 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 um, and asked for a list of X amount of um, actors and actresses, um, X amount of like scientists, X amount of philosophers, fair enough, and sports people who I'm just like I I point for anyone who's who's not like a <laughs> strong man. <laughs> well, 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 people who I've heard of, but also anyone who I'm not who's not like you know very clearly an Adonis, mm, you know Adonis Creed. Um, yeah, um, and put them in the because I think that if you put a fight between someone who was like Michael Phelps versus uh, someone who you wouldn't like think would be a fighter, yeah, you would think, oh yeah, it's clearly Mike- Michael Phelps. Yeah, I mean Michael Phelps is not a fighter; he's just a big, strong boy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, if I, did I, what was the last question? Did I answer that one? It was Charlie Theron versus yeah, Charlie's um, Freddie Mercury. Yeah, I saw a Tommy Blonde. I'm sure she did a lot of training for that. Mm-hmm. She's generally quite hench. Charlie Theron. Yeah. Next one. Ernest Hemingway mm. versus Will Smith. Will Smith. Why? He slapped good. <laughs> Whatever you think about how right or wrong that slap was, he really connected. Yeah, that was a... Like, it yeah. was a... It staggered Chris Rock. I mean, Chris Rock is obviously a, a shorter man, probably you know, less. He probably felt the force a lot more than 
I don't know how big I was. Mean, he, he was he, a big uh, Will Smith boy. had height advantage. He had height advantage. He had reach advantage. He had a bit of a wind up. Yeah. Like you know, he had a surprise. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, though, when you, when I'm thinking about uh, these these Hollywood actors, a lot of them do action films. A lot of them have personal mm-hmm. trainers. A lot of them probably not. This isn't an accusation against Will Smith, but like I'm just saying in general, a lot of them probably do have like uh, steroid things to like help them bulk, yeah. bulk yeah. up for a role. Uh, and yeah, I think. That, they therefore would have the commitment to train for this if they knew this was a fight that was coming up mm. as well. Uh, and a lot of them have probably done a lot of martial arts films. I mean, uh, not what martial arts was, but like scenes where they've had to do combat. Now, that's not the same as actually going and training for this and becoming that, but also I don't think Ernest Hemingway really did that. Ernest Hemingway was a famous hunter. He did I, a think, lot. I also think he did a bit of boxing as well. Now that I think about it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that's true. Is that uh, like, I know he's a hunter, but did he do a bit, do a bit of Boxing. Well, hang on. So when you, all right, here's the thing, right? Because he's a hunter, sure. Yeah. Is he allowed to bring in a rifle? I have not specified. I know, but I think we. Sh- this is a, cl- a clear ground rule you've got to set. Okay. Because again, if James Goodall can bring an army of chimps, there's not many fucking people on this list who she would lose to, if any. Mm. Um, and if Neil Armstrong is on the moon, you got to watch out, right? And if right. Lewis Hamilton is in his car, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Uh, so you got to be careful here, I think. Okay. Um. For some reason, I think Ernest Hemingway did a bit of boxing. I may be confusing with someone else mm. from the past. Yeah, uh, Muhammad Ali. Sorry, I always get those two confused. <laughs> um, but based on my very limited knowledge, I want to, I'm going to say Will Smith. Right. He 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 played Ali. He actually played. He did. Ali. He did. He probably did a lot of boxing training. Yeah. 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 Because I mean, like, even if when it comes to and he's quick to anger as well. So <laughs> even when it comes to just. Um... Just preparing for a role. Yes, you'll have stand-ins for specific bits, but a lot of actors will train to make sure that even in sort of as much of the shots they can, they can stay in there. Yeah. So that the like and that their form is good. So even if it may not be perfect, it looks passable to those who have a knowledge of said sport or said anything. Um, you know, for the you know, so they can stay in the film basically. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think Will Smith. Will Smith, cool. Uh, next one uh, is. Uh, Machiavelli, sure. Versus George Clooney. George Clooney again, for right. this for similar reasons to all the others. Like Machiavelli, I don't think of him in any physical capacity whatsoever. I'm sure he could come up with a great scheme for. He was a war strategist. Good for him. Did he fight? I, I can imagine so. Everyone's got a plan to get punched in the face. You know, he said that Mike Tyson. He knows what he's talking about. George Clooney. Okay, I won't. No further questions. <laughs> George Clooney it is. Uh, and uh, last one of the top 16, Dave Grohl right. versus Serena Williams. Serena Williams. Dave Grohl, I'm sure he's got great stamina, she's got a, a great pair of lungs on him and a great pair of arms. Uh, Serena Williams is a bloody monster on the... on the. <laughs> I've actually... The little bit of tennis I have watched, I have watched uh, the Venus, uh, Venus sisters, the Williams sisters. Yeah. Um, and the same thing, like yeah, don't fuck with them. Yeah, it's true. I, I mentioned that I wouldn't sort of pick like when I went through the athletes, I wouldn't pick anyone who's like an Adonis. And I was like, wait, you just have done that. <laughs> yeah, I have done that. Um, okay, interesting. Like so physically dominant in their sport, but 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 <laughs> not not anything for Dave Grohl. Sorry, Dave. Mm. No. To be fair, you don't even think of Dave Grohl as a as a really a fighter in any capacity. Not no. Really. Um, no. Sure, great guy, great guy. Yeah, probably. He's gonna lose that fight. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're in the, uh, I think the semi-finals. I was no, no. These we're are, in the these next qu- round. Qu- quarter, quarterfinals. 
Plato. The other one. Versus Lewis Hamilton. Lewis Hamilton. Why? Yeah. Because for some reason, I, I sort of rationalised Plato into this thing about you know, Greek soldier stuff. I could have made all that shit up. And when I traditionally think of Plato, when anyone should, when anyone yeah. think, they think of him as old man in sort of, you know, very, very wise, I'm sure. Uh, but in a straight up fight, I'm going to go to Lewis Hamilton. Fair enough. Uh, Madonna versus Jane Goodall. Shit, man. <laughs> shit. Um, they're both, I, I think they're probably both very tough women. Mm-hmm. And so... This is a real. This is a real toss-up. I don't know who I would say. Um, I would say Jane Goodall, because if she's got the possible chimp advantage, <laughs> it's just the Jane Goodall and the army of chimps will just Madonna's, come back. Mad- like there's photos of Madonna where she's fucking ripped. Like she, yeah, yeah. she is. Yeah, I think. I think. But Madonna... Jane Goodall's got that sort of wiry strength of like a rock climber. You don't mm. want to fuck with that. Mm. I think Madonna also probably would have like a, a like a strong group of you know adoring fans i mean obviously jane goodall has like people who are fans but i think that when it comes to musicians they're more probably more likely to have like a very like is it groupies are people who like are very yeah yeah attached yeah uh, yeah i guess but if again if we're bringing in people's entourages jane yeah. goodall's fucking wins like yeah i'm sure madonna's, fan, madonna's fans are real tough but a chimp will fucking bite your face off it yeah. will rip you you limb from limb because it can and because it's fun but don't fuck with that. How many chimps do you reckon Jane Goodall? Ha- I don't actually know how. Do you know many- how many chimps I could take? Zero. <laughs> but, but if you have like five people versus one chimp, do you think the chimp would win? The chimp would win. Really? The chimp would win. Okay. If it's just fists, the chimp would win. Okay. Because I don't know, man. <laughs> I've seen some videos. And I know. I they're know, pretty I, bad. Yeah, I know they're not to be fucked with, but like you know, <laughs> they are stronger than you. They have no qualms about being squeamish or anything like that. Yeah. They'll fuck it. They'll just—they won't even kill you. They'll just like have fun with you. I guess it's sort of like uh, if we think about the film Nope, <laughs> we know that. Well, yeah, there's that, but <laughs> for, yeah, I've seen real videos of that shit happening. You know, like when, you act, when you're edgy in your school and you're going like live leak and all that other shit. Mm. I've seen some shit, man. <laughs> Don't want to fuck with a chimp. Next, uh, Charlize Theron mm. versus Will Smith. Charlize Theron. Yeah, sorry. No Just question. More, more of a badass, yeah. Just because they're more of a badass. Yeah, I mean, what? Well, well, you know, I don't think I think she could take a good slap and not be phased by it. <laughs> Sorry, what was that confusing? Will Smith slaps people. Yeah. I feel like she wouldn't mind it. <laughs> I think like she'd shrug it off and be like, right, okay, and then she'd deck him right yeah. in the middle of his face. That is true. Yeah, I'm trying to think of action films with we've got after for with Will Smith. We've got After Earth, Muhammad Ali. Didn't see that. Uh, Muhammad Ali. I mean, uh, there was that twin one which he did recently. Gemini, Gemini Man. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's done. He's done a few bad boys, bad boys too. Yeah, uh, he's been in a few fights in his time in the thing and on stage. Uh, but Charlie Theron, just tough as nails, I think. Fair enough. Uh, George Clooney versus Serena Williams. Yeah, although I gave it to George Clooney previously, he's not winning this fight. <laughs> Serena Williams, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I reckon even in his prime. I think with George Clooney, I reckon um, yeah, even in his prime, but like. If he's off his prime, he would just not. I don't know his fitness regime, but I can imagine he's not as. Yeah, I, I, I don't know his regime either, but I can tell you that it's nothing compared to Serena. <laughs> nothing compared to Serena Williams. Yeah. All right, uh, we're now in the semi-finals. Ooh. Lewis Hamilton mm. versus Jane Goodall. Oh. Yeah, this is like if I'm just thinking of those those two in mm. a ring, no chimps. Or yeah. cars involved. 
It's a tricky one. It's a tricky one. Mm-hmm. But I might honestly say... I might say Jane Goodall again. You say Jane Goodall? <laughs> I think it's just... I think I just associate her with, like, perseverance and strength. And not yeah. necessarily physical strength. Even though this is exactly what this is, we're talking about. <laughs> um... Lewis Hamilton just sits down, goes left to right, hits the brakes. There's, yeah, there's some G-forces, right? But I've been on a roller coaster too. It's not that fucking hard. And then he just puts shit on Instagram, that social stuff. That doesn't make him physically stronger, right? I'm sure he's got a great character. It's not an athlete, you know what I mean? Like, Jane Goodall's been through the shit. Part of the reason why Tom is saying this is to piss me off, because I'm a big Formula One fan. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm also a fan of snooker. I don't associate with athletes, right? They just sort of... Uh-huh. They've, they've got a very sp- <clears throat> he's got a very good skill, right? Very useful. If it collapses, he can join Uber or something, right? Very good. I'm not putting him in a fight with Jane Goodall. <laughs> um, okay, so Jane Goodall. Mm. <laughs> uh, the other semi-final is Charlize Theron versus Serena Williams. Well, Charlize had a good run. She did? She did. Um, but I think in just terms of pure physicality, Serena's got her. Mm. I, don't think, I don't think it would be a you know, an absolute blowout. I think she put up a good fight, but ultimately, mm. sorry, Charlies, I enjoyed you in Mad Max and Atomic Blonde and the one on Netflix where she lives forever. Did you watch that? Yes, I did. I forgot what's it called. Oh, That's man. why I didn't say it because I couldn't remember the name of it. Oh, oh, what was it called? I did watch that though. Old something, right? The Old Guard. Yeah, the Old Guard. Yeah. The Old Guard. Um, so ultimately. Is there one more? Is that now? This is the, the final? now we're in the final. So it's Jane Goodall versus Serena Williams. But who who in the semi? Who in the who in the uh, the bronze medal between Lewis Hamilton and Charlize Theron? Charlize Theron. Okay. So interesting. These are all women. Yeah. Well, I haven't done this. Yeah. 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 But the but who's who's winning between Jane Goodall and Serena Williams? Serena Williams. <laughs> Army of chimps. Then Jane Goodall wins. Yeah. Uh, but Serena Williams. Army honorary. of tennis people. <laughs> I think just a bunch of like people in white uh, outfits just with tennis rackets just sitting. Right? <laughs> I don't associate Andy Murray as being like a, a fighter. <laughs> I don't think he would be much good in this. If they would put him in a similar ranking, he would yeah. have probably gone out in a previous round. But I think Serena Williams, compared to the competition that she usually goes against, is usually much bigger and physically hencher like, to look mm. at. So I think that Serena Williams... Sorry, which one are we talking about? Serena. Serena. Yeah. Um, I think Serena. Okay. Sorry, Jane. All right, so we've got Serena Williams, then Jane Goodall, then Charlize Theron. Yeah. That's your top three. Yeah, it's weird, because if I think if I looked at that list just as a list and we're not versing each other, I think the order that I ended up would have been differently, but the pairings have resulted in these things. That... Yeah. But yeah, I, that would be my off-the-cuff guess. I'd like to see them all in a fight, just to see what would happen. <laughs> no, not all of them in individual fights, one mm. of them, like all of them in one fight, like... Um, final showdown ultimate showdown where do you reckon you would come in in any of these fights do you reckon you'd win it like where do you reckon you'd go past the top 16 or would you go further right depends who I'm up against I guess because if I go up against Serena Williams, Williams in the first round then yeah, yeah no um, but okay the, the people who you think like not as strong in this list were Brian Cox I think I could beat the fuck out of Brian Cox Machiavelli don't know never met the dude Dave Grohl no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't win against Dave Roll. Okay, uh, Freddie Mercury. Ooh, what year? <laughs> Again, they're prime. Yeah, he's got some good arms. Mm. Like you know, no, yeah, I don't know. He also smoked and did a lot of drugs though, so I don't know how actually strong he is or was. I don't know. No, you know what? That's a toss-up. I think I think I might be able to take Freddie Mercury. Sure. Yeah. 
Um, you're also, you're also quite tall, so again, yeah, that's some reach. Yeah, I think Freddie Mercury was quite tall, was he? I don't know. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so Brian Cox, you think you'd win? Sorry, Brian, you're a lovely <laughs> dude, and I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to hurt him. Yeah, seems like a nice chap, but I've got to. I'm here. <laughs> it's me or you, Brian. Yeah. If if you were if you were to do like a boxing match, I, I like you know how they do on YouTube. YouTubers. Yeah, who would you pick pick as your sort of like to make a good show for everyone? It'd be you who who this for some reason is famous. Yeah, I know. And you're against I mean, another. I, I will be one day. It's just been my prime after all. Oh sure. Um, who would you pick as your sort of opponent? Uh, James Corden. <laughs> everyone would pay to see that. James Corden, Piers Morgan. Yeah, just. <laughs> Katie, what if, Hop- Katie Hopkins. Uh, what, like, if, what if they actually like completely trash you? Oh, it'd be so humiliating. But the point is, <laughs> there would be a, probably one moment in that fight where I'd feel like I was winning, and that'd be all worth it for that. I'd like, get in a few good punches in a row, yeah. and that was it. The thing is, I don't think Piers Morgan or James Corden would put up that much of a fight because mm. they've obviously they've lived lives where they've clearly never been punched really hard in the middle <laughs> of their face, which is surprising. You know, which is surprising. Actually, no, I say that. Didn't Jeremy Clarkson punch Piers Morgan in his face once, like years ago? I can imagine that's. But I don't imagine getting punched with Jeremy Hart. Jeremy Clarkson is a particularly like hard punch. Mm. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people were very, you know, congratulatory, congratulatory to Jeremy Clarkson. But that's not a real fight. I think it was me and Piers Morgan. I think I think I, I think I take Piers Morgan or James yeah. Gordon. That's solid choices. And I think I would have a lot of support. <laughs> yeah, people, yeah. I could be the biggest cock that I usually am in the pub when I've had a few pints. I'm like, yeah, fuck. I think I'd still have the support of uh, yeah, everyone I, else. It'd be, it'd be funny because when people go, uh, if if you became like a bit of a famous dickhead, like like the people who you've met, like you've like mentioned. everyone I just mentioned, yeah, including Jeremy Clarkson, <laughs> yeah, um, there would be when this fight turned up, people would be like, oh, two famous dickheads, and they have to pick between the two. Maybe they don't care, but like they'd be like, oh, I kind of want to see this person getting. That's it. It's kind of like them. I don't care who gets beaten up the most, as long as they both get beaten up. <laughs> Yeah, nice. Okay, so the second film which we're talking about today, is a film called Close. Yes, I don't know anything about this film. Uh, neither did I, but it is nominated for uh, an Oscar as best international film. It's a French film. Oh, that's why I haven't bloody heard of it. Mm. What's it called in French? Uh, Le Close. <laughs> yes, sure. Um, I don't know. Um, who, who directed it? Uh, I don't know. Do you know anything about this film? I know the synopsis. Don't look at your phone. What's the synopsis? Uh, it's about two young uh, boys who have a very strong friendship, and it's about their relationship as they as they are getting older. Oh, now read from the thing. Uh, <laughs> the intense friendship between two 13-year-old boys, Leo and Remy, suddenly gets disrupted. Struggling to understand what's ha- what has happened, Leo approaches Sophie, Remy's mother, uh, Close is a friend is a film about friendship and responsibility. I see. Remy is the name of the rat from Ratatouille. Is it him? Would you reckon you'd beat Remy in a fight? Yeah, either the child very the, very easily, <laughs> very rat. easily. Um, the, the rat would have like a bunch of like rat friends. Rat friends. Well, again, if this is like a if it's one on one, sorry, Remy, splat. Uh, yeah. If it's more than that. Depends. I don't know how many rats is like the tipping point of how many I could take in a fight. <laughs> is that is that what we're going to discuss? Because like if we're going like if we're going like plague tail level of rats, yes, then no fucking chance. Absolutely not. I'm dead. Yeah. Uh, but like, you know, if it what, my weight in rats, mm. if they t- if they weighed me and put the same weight in rats, that's how many rats I get. That would be, I think, more of a fair one. Yeah. In that, like, I would probably get bitten to fuck 
it would probably mm. hurt a lot and it would suck. But ultimately, I think, oh, but they can climb up and go for my eyes. I don't know. Yeah, I think yeah. I think if the, if if they know that they're in a fight with you, then that would be if, if rat, that's their goal. Yeah, if a rat is intelligent and if it goes like for the sensitive bits, goes for my eyes, uh, groin, like you know things that. But if it's just a rat who's pissed off at me, it's just going to bite the nearest thing that it gets, which is probably going to be arms and legs. Hmm. Then I've, I think I could take a good many rats that way. Yeah, but you've got like, but you've got a lot of them happening at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I mean, you know. And what's, what's I didn't ta- say I was going to be a clean fight. It's not going to be a total washout. But what, what's your tactic? Like, you know how you know how stomp, stomp, you- stomp, punch, punch, punch. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think I need to practice much technique on that one. Because, you know, when people <laughs> ask the question, weave. <laughs> you know, when people ask the question, uh, would you rather fight like a horse-sized thing, horse-sized, or a horse-sized duck or a duck-sized horse? That's the one. Oh no! So, it, but it's normally a number of uh, duck-sized horses. Yeah, it's like a, a hundred or something yeah, yeah. like that. Uh, the answer is always, well, I don't know, because ducks are ducks are fucking assholes. Yeah, and horses are really big and strong, so. Yeah, I would want to say the little ones, even though I would be probably very quickly overwhelmed. It's less daunting than one thing looking you in the eye and being as vicious as ducks are. Yeah, yeah. I th- I think you I think personally, you'd always want to go for the smaller size one. Yeah. Because if you're in a fight, you you want to try and sort of limit how many they can get to you at a time. Do it do, yeah. sort of do it in the way which they do the film Three Hundred, where they just sort of minimize how many can attack you at the same time, and then you're sort of one on one and yeah. mano a mano versus a small a small horse, you're probably going to win that fight. Yeah. But mano mano, um, uh, when you're fighting a huge, <laughs> a huge duck, it's I don't know what's going to who's going to win that fight. The duck, likely, very likely. Yeah. If it's the size of a horse, it's yes. going to be fucking strong. Yeah. No. Uh, anyway, something about the other film. <laughs> uh, so close. What is your favourite film that focuses on a child protagonist? Ooh. Um. Um, so, so like the like I talk, actually another French film that I talked about uh, a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. uh, Petite Maman, yeah, which was directed by Céline Sciamma. Uh, it's an S of it. It's it's the, the protagonist, not the main character, but it's um, so the, the the rough premise of it is this woman, this this girl is, uh, goes to. I'm explaining this very badly. This girl's grandmother dies, and so this girl and her mother go to. Their, their old family home where the grandmother lived and while the parents are sort of organising the getting the shit together and sorting out funerals and whatever else mm-hmm. getting all the property together the other little girl goes off and plays and when she goes through the woods and then she goes through the woods around her house and she comes out to the other side of those woods and she finds a house that looks exactly the same as her grandmother's house and she goes in there and there's another lady living there with her little daughter and what was revealed very early on so not spoilers is that the, she's actually gone back in time and that the little girl is actually her mother Right. And the the mother in the house is actually her grandmother. Okay. And she becomes friends, or well, she has these interactions with her old, with her with her mother when she was the same age. Mm. And so that's why it's called Petite Maman, little, okay, little yeah, mother. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it's just a really heartfelt, honest, open film, and it's just like, oh wow, and it's only about an hour and ten minutes long. Mm. It's great. I w- can't recommend it enough. But I have already gushed over Sleeciama in a previous one, so. Favorite. I will say when it comes to those films, while, while you're thinking about yes, them, yes, yes, because uh, another one you can think of is in Back to the Future, where uh, where Marty meets his mother in that. Yeah, but he's not a kid in that. No, but like I'm just I'm just talking about this this concept of where you meet your parents at a young age. Surely when when your when your parent gives birth to you, and eventually when they hit a certain age, you're gonna be like, 
what you were that person from when I was a child like like when it comes to Petty my mum you could be like oh you were the person who I got like my childhood friend out I can't this is amazing well, maybe got... that happens Pete maybe it doesn't <laughs> like when it comes to Back to the Future um, the mum sort of almost tries to hit on Marty yeah I mean I guess in that, I guess you could also say you, if that was you you wouldn't bring that up right like if that was you later on you go shit that was my son he went back in time I'm never mentioning this <laughs> Um, there'll just be a point where you just sort of like start realizing that it's your your son is turning into this person, yeah. and you just suddenly go, "I'm gonna uh, go." Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, in in the Back to the Future, they have an, an awkward first interaction mm. where you know she obviously does fancy him stuff, but he also is responsible for them getting together. Yeah, uh, and they name their son after him in this you know self fulfilling mm. uh, paradox. Sorry, my stomach was rumbling, even though I've just eaten self fulfilling um, prophecy. Yeah, yeah, self fulfilling. Uh, Prophecy on that. It's not a prophecy, it's just self-fulfilling paradox. Is it? Yeah. I mean, go on. Well, it's just a paradox because uh, if he's not... Yeah. yeah. If, yeah you you yeah, know yeah. why it's a paradox. Um, but, yes. So, but th- that's different. So I don't think... You derailed me and my stomach derailed me. <laughs> the point I was making was that um, they, they, the two of them, even her, remember... Marty fondly for getting sure. her with the love of his life. Like, I'm sure there was initial awkwardness and like, oh shit, you know. But ultimately, the, it was a positive experience. It wasn't like, I really fancied you. Like, it was probably fine. Mm. Also, he, it's not to say she wouldn't fancy him because she, like, he obviously looks a lot like his dad when he was younger. Mm-hmm. But we don't think too deeply no, about that. No, no, no. <laughs> What's the name of the chap? Oedipus. Chap. <laughs> <laughs> that old bloody Greek chap. Yes, yes. What's yeah. his name? <laughs> yeah, Oedipus. Yeah. So uh, you said Petit Memo and you're going to try to think of another one. Um, I mean, Stand By Me is a classic. It's a classic, yeah. It's just films featuring kids now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Monsters, Inc. <laughs> We've got Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah, that's Labyrinth, that's right. Uh, yeah, Pan's Labyrinth. Um, Harry Potter. Yeah, Harry Potter, I guess. But I always identify, I always like those as a kid. Like nowadays, I don't. So strongly, just the films in general. I don't think the I think the story was good. I like the books, the actual films, because they grew up with them. Great, you know, sure. Mm. But like, I, I, if you ever watched the Philosopher's Stone in prison, uh, the Chamber of Secrets, because they're because they're so young kids, and it's nothing against them. But none of them can act. It's, yeah. it's the yeah. worst delivery you've ever seen in your life. And obviously, they've gone on to become good actors. Like mm-hmm. Daniel Radcliffe's doing these like amazing films at the moment, or well, has done in the previous years. But yeah, they're not in their own, on their own right. I don't consider them like the all-time favorite films. No. So I, th- I, th- I think that Harry Potter to me was like it was a childhood thing which I grew up and I loved when I was a child. Um, and then, uh, but but when it came to the actual quality of the films, I was like, these are fun. I enjoyed them, but it was the books I really loved. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, um, obviously things have slightly. There's been salt. There's been salt in the wound. Well, or don't, I don't know what the right way thing to say is, but um, it's sort of sullied. Your views, yeah, your views sullied. It's been yeah. sullied by J.K. Rowling's comments, whatever. But I mean, again, we're not going to get the whole argument of no. like author and content, whatever. But like at the time, I really enjoyed the books and sure. I enjoyed the films. But again, not they're not always my favourite, so I'm not going to put them in the category of uh, protagonist being a, a kid. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, Leon the professional. Yeah. I know yeah. it's like dual protagonist, but I'm counting. Well, I know. I mean, that counts. This is a features two films. That yeah, that was that was a good one as well. Um, my mind always goes blank when I'm put on the spot on this. Like, if this was <laughs> if if this microphone wasn't here, I'd be like, oh, this film, this film. As soon as I'm like, 
uh, do I have a brain anymore? No. <laughs> so I've got a list. Have I seen any films? This is why I've got a list so I can sort of like try. Oh, and... uh, Phantom Menace. <laughs> Great film. Uh, sure. Um, <laughs> did you see Son of Rambo? I didn't see Son of Rambo. Ah, well, that's another film which we can add to the list of films which we haven't I seen. I saw Son of the Mask, which I'm referencing again. <laughs> Goonies. Yes, with uh, oh, that guy from Everything Ever All at Once as Data. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that, uh, when I watch a lot of these films from the 80s and 90s, well, obviously I didn't watch them at the time, but I did also didn't watch a lot of them when I was a kid. I watched them because I grew up and, the, oh, there's so many older films I haven't seen, let me catch yeah. up on them. What, you know, when, you know, from when I'm 17 onwards, I'm then watching kids uh, films which feature kids, but like they're presented as like a family audience, like a kid's audience. Sure. So I don't identify with them in the same way that like people of my parents' generation, our parents' generation would have. Mm. Or people of the, you know that time, so I, I although I appreciate them, I think they're very entertaining. I don't consider them like peak films. Yeah, I mean, like me. um, when because it took me a long time to see Goonies as well in the same sort of way. Um, you, you know, like a lot of people when you mention oh, I hadn't seen Goonies, they go oh you haven't seen Goonies, it's a classic. Blah, it's always blah, a reaction. Blah. I um, and there's a, there's a fair few films which garner that reaction, but um, yeah, like it. It, I think a lot of that is nostalgic love. There is, there it is still a good film, but like the ultimate love which they have for that is inspired by the childhood memories of it. I've just thought of another one. Did you ever watch Let? Oh, I said there's two. There's Let Me Let Me In and Let the Right One In. I can't remember which no, way around no, no. Um So for, it was originally a Scandinavian film. I can't remember which which Scandinavian country it was. But then it got remade in an English language version with Chloe Moretz. Right, Chloe Grace Moretz. Um, the original was was the better one, but they're both still quite good. It's about a kid called I think Oscar who befriends uh, a neighborhood a girl in the neighborhood who just moves in, mm-hmm. um, and they're both like I want to say like ten or maybe younger or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's revealed that she's a vampire. Oh yeah, she's a vampire, and it's just about they they form a friendship over it, and he like sometimes you know, uh, but she has it's a kind of like a Twilight thing of like she has these urges to kill and do these things and. Um, but she, but he overlooks all that and just sees her for what she is and who she is. And it's a, it's quite an interesting film. I don't want to say too much in case you do watch it all the mm. time. But um, that's a really good one. I can't remember which one's the original version, but it's let the let the let me in was one of them, and let the right one in is the is the other. Okay. So whichever version is the mm. Danish, Swedish, Norwegian film. Not entirely sure. Sorry, Scandinavian. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got uh, Carrie. Also with Chloe Grace Moretz, the remake mm. was. Anyway. That's that's kind of where where I my yeah. brain went. I've not, I haven't seen the original. Mm. I didn't like again. I've seen the original, but I I didn't really like Carrie that much when I saw the Chloe Grace Moretz one. I don't know whether that's because it was a poor remake or what. Well, so, so sometimes there are films that come out in a certain time period, and they're very like they hit a, the right note for that time period. Like you're saying with with. Goonies to a certain extent, yeah. um, and you know when it comes to uh, Carrie, I don't know how if they managed to translate that well for the modern day period. I don't think. That, well, I don't, for my understanding, I don't think they changed too much. Really, mm. I don't really know why they did the remake if they didn't if they didn't change anything. Maybe it was more just like this whole generation hasn't seen Carrie. Let's bring it back for them. Sure. Um, yeah, I'm sure there were lots of little changes, but I didn't. Th- I, I knew the broad outline of the plot of Carrie before, and then when I saw the new version. I thought it pretty much matched up to what I thought was going to happen. Mm-hmm. So, 
Uh, it's also one of the things that's very heavily referenced in other media. Like you've probably seen a parody in The Simpsons or Family Guy or something where you're just aware of it before you even have to before you even get around to watching it. Um, I also think that Stephen King is a bit hit and miss, or my relationship with him anyway, because he's just put out so much content. Like mm. I said earlier, Stand by Me, great film, um, and The Shining and Shawshank Redemption. He's got so much. Shining counts as one of those. As like yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess, Agnes. yeah. Um, so there's so many of them I like, but then there's others which I I, I don't really see the fuss about. But that's fine because you can't hit you can't hit all of them all mm. the time. Um, and I think Carrie is one of them where I've just been like, yeah, okay, sure, film. Mm-hmm. Didn't didn't stick to me. I'll mention two more. We've got uh, Home Alone. Which one? <laughs> Home Alone, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the other one is which uh, is Belfast. Ah, yeah, Belfast. Yeah, definitely. More recent ones. Yeah, more recent ones. Well, well <laughs> Belfast. Belfast, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, you know what was a good one? I'm just, this is, we just now had to stick to it. Oh, you know what was a good one? This one. Oh, really? And another one. Um, Panic Room. Oh, just Room as well. Sorry, I was thinking of The Room as well. Oh, there's, yeah. There's Panic, the, I've not seen Panic Room. What was it? You mean Room? Yeah, oh, yeah. The, <laughs> the Room is... The, the good one. The good, yeah, so no, 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 no. Be more specific. <laughs> uh, yeah, Room. Uh Panic Room was a film with Jodie Foster and mm. Kristen Stewart as was the kid. She was like twelve or whatever she was, and it's just about it's a simple home invasion film about I think it's is it Forest Whitaker who breaks into the house and they Jodie Whitaker and Kristen Stewart escape into the panic room and they, well they try and you know get in what you said Jodie Whitaker Jodie Whitaker did yeah. I say that yeah I meant Jodie Foster <laughs> yeah I mean Jodie. <laughs> I can't remember the name of the Jodie Jodie Comer as well she's there yeah. um, and it's just it's quite a simple film like it's nothing nothing amazing nothing complicated but it was really it, it's really good and it holds up because mm-hmm. um, Chris Stewart has asthma and they've got to get her inhaler which is in another part of the house and they've got to lure them to another area of the house and then escape the panic room and it's you know they're going to get him mm. to be fair when it comes to simple films I think simple films done well simple film sounds like a criticism but it's not it's not um, one of my favourite films is Dread, and the actual the premise of it is incredibly simple. It is there's a uh, they get stuck in a tower block, and uh, the person who can control the the tower block is at the top of the tower, <laughs> and is also a drug over drug 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 kingpin or whatever, queenpin, and, and you have to and they have to make their way up while being attacked, um, and that's and that's kind of it. It's basically the raid, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, it's not too dissimilar. Yeah, it's not too dissimilar from the raid. Um, but it's just the actual. You can tell the story is very well crafted, and everything makes a lot of sense. And it's really the 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 narratives which are going on, the stories which are going on within the each different characters' heads are really well written. So it may be a simple premise, but it's a very. I think it's a very good story. Yeah, see, I think it's a simple premise, not simple film. Mm would be a better way of describing it yeah lovely anyway, anyway um, so do you, I, do you feel like you've learnt a lot about uh, Creed 3 and Close Creed 3 no again I already, I've seen the trailer I know roughly what that's about yeah. uh, so no you've, you've added nothing mm-hmm. uh, other than who would win in a fight between <laughs> a renowned chimpanzee researcher yeah. and a tennis player uh, <laughs> and Close I didn't. I didn't know about. It. Is that? Do you, Do you know if it's going to be in cinemas? I hope so. It Don might, Le UK. Uh, it, it'll probably be in sort of the art art house cinemas, mm. which means mm. more money. I mean, uh, they've got to pay for it. Yeah, but hopefully there might be like a showing or two. I'll miss it because I'm. You'll be in holiday. France. You can watch it in France. 
Yeah, possibly. And I'd be like, can you please put the subtitles on? <laughs> no, no, no. The English subtitles. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'll catch it at some point, I hope. Um, but yeah. Well, thank you very much, Tom. It's all right. Don't worry about it. Uh, um, please, if you enjoyed this episode. Me? Um, please follow. Please like. Please do all the things. I haven't got Spotify. How do I follow it? Like, can I still do that if I haven't got Spotify? Yeah, you can go on to... There's like... Oh, I'll need to check what it is for next time. <laughs> uh, I think on RSS, the the like the, the podcasty thing on know. that. I don't know, but you're just looking me in the eye when you say, please like and follow mm. us. I'm like... It feels like it's very looked at. Today. I do everything on Spotify just because um, it just seems that... Everything's in one place. And yeah. Um, I probably should put it on like other, other mediums. Is iTunes still a thing? Or is it just there's, now Apple Music? It's Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts, okay. Um, and also there's Amazon Podcasts as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. But anyway, thank you very much. Cheers. I love how I'm on a podcast and I don't know where podcasts go. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much for like, listening. I do the voice, you go away and make it happen. I don't know what happens. All the behind scenes things yeah. are me. <laughs> yeah. I turn up on the day create magic and then disappear away <laughs> yeah sure alright uh, thank you very much cheers it's alright I've sold you it's fine bye where are we going